Daily Mail, Monday, June 13th. Only a couple days away from the U.S. Open kicking off. Another golf major means another chance for you to make major bucks at DraftKings.com. They got one-week fantasy golf going all weekend long. And with every massive drive and every made putt, you're one step closer to a big payday. Whether you're a golf aficionado or you just love fantasy sports or you're looking to make some dough, playing is easy. You just draft six golfers before the tournament tees off on Thursday. Stand of the salary cap and rack up points, outscore the competition, and win big. Remember, the tournament starts Thursday morning, so you got to go over to DraftKings.com now and choose your golfers, and you can seriously start cashing in on Sunday night. Use promo code DAILY at DraftKings.com now and play for free with your first deposit in this week's $500,000 fantasy golf contest. Top prize is fifty grand. That's code DAILY to play for free at a shot at $50,000 at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Let's go. Up with it, girl. Rock with it, girl. Show them it, girl. With a bang bang. Bunks with it, girl. Dance with it, girl. Get with it, girl. With a bang bang. Come on, come on. Turn the radio on. It's Friday night. And I won't be long. Gotta do my hair. Put my makeup on. It's Friday night. And I won't be long. Till I hit the gun. Hit the gun. Bada bang bang. Sean Paul. Sean Paul is a goddamn national treasure. Sean Paul needs to be like. Sean Paul needs to go directly to the Hall of Fame, the Music Hall of Fame, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I need Sean Paul to like narrate my life. Every time I walk into the room, I need Sean Paul to go. Bada bang bang. I'm so me go so then. I just need him mumbling his gibberish at all times. It's your boy KFC. Yeah, as you can tell, I don't feel so hot. I'm not in good shape at the moment. Been on a bit of a bender starting last Wednesday. We were all out to dinner at the Barstool Gang. Thursday night was Couchella. Friday, I hit. Up, I went up to Connecticut for a we, uh, wedding, so we had the rehearsal dinner. Saturday night was the wedding. Yesterday was Sunday booze, just rosé to the face all day long. So it's a little bit of an old school bender for me. I haven't I haven't really done the uh, like four or five days in a row summertime boozing <clears throat> in a long time. So now I feel like total shit. Um, but hey, it felt good to be alive again. You know, is anybody alive out there tonight? I got a uh, bangerang episode of Daily Mail on deck for you. Six topics. We got a full six pack. Let's begin here in Brooklyn, where a CUNY professor. Donates sperm in city bathrooms, and he sired 22 different kids. On a busy night last week at Target on Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn, Ari Nagel, 40, emerged from the men's bathroom looking a little flushed and quite pleased with himself. It's better when it's fresh, he told them. It is Nagel's semen. And it's in demand. The six foot two CUNY Kingsborough math professor has served as a sperm donor for dozens of locals, siring 22 kids over the past 12 years with 18 women of various backgrounds. For lesbian couples and single ladies looking to have a baby without the expense of going through a sperm bank, which can run in thousands of dollars, he's the number one dad. This isn't time consuming and I'm doing it anyway, he said of his hands-on hobby. It's very easy for me to do. Uh... This dude is running around with black market cum. 
He's some like rogue vigilante masturbator. He's the Robin Hood of semen. Just just going like just loopholing the system. Going bypassing the sperm banks. Running around town jerking off in Target. Giving out cups of cum to women. I can't tell if he's a deviant who should be locked up or if he's a goddamn hero. I mean, I'm looking at him. He's he's a pretty pretty normal looking dude. Good looking guy, 6'2". College professors, he's pretty smart. I guess these chicks are just kind of willing to roll the dice and bypass the cost of sperm banks. Which, you know, if you're going to pick someone, like I said, good looking college professors, not a bad idea. However, <clears throat> he's the type of dude who just jerks off inside of a target. Is that really the kind of the genes you want to give your kid? I don't know. I would probably keep a college professor who jerks off in public and hands you cups of cum at arm's length. But that's be, that being said, money talks. I don't know if this guy charges anything. Maybe he just does it for free. But, you know, obviously, even if he charges something, it's way less than the fertility clinics. Uh, so I guess shout out to this guy. There's all sorts of pictures of him meeting with these kids, white, black, otherwise. Lesbian couples, single moms. This dude just jerks off in cups. I don't know. I got no. I've, it's impressive. It's impressive for this dude to commit to just be like, well, I'm going to jerk off anyway, so I might as well go just jerk off in that department store and give that woman my cum. It, the real, the real problem is like you got to be something goes wrong. All of a sudden, you're on the hook for child support. All of a sudden, they come around asking for you to help take care of it. My thing is, you don't procreate all willy nilly. Doing it on purpose is hard enough. Just spreading that seed all over town in cups is just opening the door to a world of hurt, a world of complications. Uh, big news for uh, U.S. prison inmates. This dude uh, sued the prison over the removal of marbles from his penis. A federal appeals court on Tuesday revived a lawsuit in which a West Virginia inmate accused state prison officials of invading his privacy by surgically removing marbles he had implanted in his penis. Uh, by a 3 nothing vote, the court said um, that they illegally threatened him into consenting or uh, by threatening him with being segregated from other inmates and losing his eligibility for parole. The prison says that no prisoners can have any sort of contraband inside their body. The interest in bodily integrity involves the most personal and deep-rooted expectations of privacy. And here, the nature of the surgery itself, the surgery into his penis, was against reasonableness. Man, shut the fuck up, marble dick. You don't... Listen, prison is prison, okay? It's supposed to stink. It's supposed to suck. It's not supposed to be a walk in the park. It's like what's going on with that fucking prick from Stanford, Brock. Oh, prison's going to have a really negative effect on him. Yeah, no fucking kidding. That's the point of prison. I think that dude could use a negative impact in his life. Marble dick over here, all worried that he can't run around with his decorated penis. Well, I don't know. You should have thought about that before you did something to go to jail. You want to, like, eat eat whatever you want, be outside whenever you want, live a life of freedom, have marbles in your dick, don't go to jail. 
When you go to jail, you live by their rules. You put on their clothes, you put on, you stand behind their bars, and you have a normal, non-marbled dick. And really, if you're the type of asshole who puts implants your penis with marbles to begin with, I'm just never going to side with you on pretty much anything. You got one dick, and you got to treat that dick with respect and keep it safe. That's all you got in this world. The minute you start slicing open your dick and putting marbles inside of it is the moment I stop respecting you or caring about your opinions and your life. So stay in jail, take the marbles out of your dick, and pipe down. We go down to Virginia Beach. Real sad story here. Absolutely one of the worst ways to ever go. Woman dies after being impaled by a flying beach umbrella. A woman celebrating her 55th birthday at Virginia Beach died Wednesday after she was impaled by a windblown umbrella. That's one shitty way to go, man. I mean, what are the chances? Gust of wind exactly on the beach you're standing at. Umbrella comes flying at you, spinning around, twirling left and right, flipping side to side, end over end, and you get the sharp end right through your body. You just weren't meant to be alive, man. Now, here's my thing. I go back and forth on the beach. Ultimately, I think if you had to if you had to make me choose, I think I'm team pool. I'd rather be lounging by a pool than sitting at the beach for a lot of reasons. One, a pool is probably connected to a house. And inside of a house is a bathroom and a refrigerator and a little bit of air conditioning and a TV. So when you want to pop in and cool off, you want to catch the, the score of the baseball game, you want to grab another cold beer from the fridge, you got to take a dump, you're good to go. At the same time, you can still lounge out there in the sun, pop in the water for a dip. It's the best of both worlds. And when you're sitting, both both places are good because you're sitting there doing nothing, which is what I love to do. But because you're around a body of water, be it pool or ocean, you technically feel like you're doing something. It's like you, all you did was sit there and sweat, maybe drink a little bit neat, but you are looking at a body of water and occasionally dipping in, so that qualifies as you doing something for the day. The beach, it's sandy, it's really hot, there's no shade, there's really no escape, you're around a lot of other strangers, the water can be cold, it can be salty, it can be rough, there's a lot of things about the beach that are just kind of a hassle, you gotta pack up your bag, you gotta put on your sunblock, you gotta drag your chair down through the sand, the sand is hot, you know, there's a lot of shit like that. But the flip side is, when you go to the beach, there's just a ton of chicks walking around in their underwear. It's unbelievable. And I think we take that for granted. I think it's. I think we have to remember that ordinarily, in, under ordinary circumstances, if a chick was just walking down the street in a bikini, in like a bra and underwear, we'd be like, we'd be going nuts. Like, oh my God, look at that smoke walking around 90% naked. We go to the beach, we just take it for granted. Yeah, sure, you're eyeing these chicks up. You definitely want to go fuck them. But you're not sitting yourself saying, wow, God bless the fact that for whatever reason, society decided that we're all going to go hang out on this big pile of sand. And while we do it, we're all going to be almost naked. So I don't know. Ultimately, I can't really cast my vote for or against the beach. Once you're, once you're not single anymore, I think it's a hard no. But I also don't want to besmirch the good name of the beach. Like I said, though, I'm ultimately team pool. The the uh, the being like away from like other strangers that you don't like outweighs the hot chicks walking around. Like when you go to a public beach in New York, and there's like there's you know people in like jeans, 
You walk, you look over, you see like people in jeans and boots at the goddamn beach. No, thank you. Let's head over to Japan. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on. Let me get my, uh, let me get my little sound effects going. Where is it? Uh, let's head over to Japan. Japan has a uh, one of those naked restaurants, you know, naked restaurant, naked diners come in, sit down naked and eat. They have decided that they're going to ban fat diners. Japan's first naked restaurant opens in Tokyo next month with a draconian rule of entry. Pudgy prospective diners will be weighed and ejected if found to be too fat. Following the lead establishments, the Amarita... Uh, also has strict age restrictions, with patrons only between 18 and 60 are allowed in once they check in their clothes and put on paper underwear provided by the restaurant. If you are more than 33 pounds above average weight for your height, we ask that you refrain from making a reservation. Let me see. Let's see. Overweight sometimes can be kind of fucked up. Like, sometimes you check some of these lists, like body mass index and body fat and shit, and you're like, according to the chart, you're like obese. So let me see, uh, average weight for six foot male. Six feet, oh, okay, so, you know, you're, you're, uh, you gotta be pretty fucking fat. So this says average weight for six foot male is... 180 to 220 pounds. So 33 pounds over that 220 mark, you're talking about a big boy. You're talking about pretty fucking fat. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wait, no, hang on. Let me see. Let me see. I'm I'm reading this wrong. Yeah, overweight is 184. See, this is what I mean. Okay, normal height, normal weight for a six-foot-tall person is 140 to 183. You're six feet 140? That ain't normal. Overweight is 184 to 220, and obese is 220 to 287. I mean, you see someone who's six foot 220, you're not going to call them obese. That's fucked up. So I'm all for having a rule where fat people can't come to your restaurant and get naked and eat more food, as long as we just agree on a normal benchmark for overweight that isn't unfair to people. I'd say, you know, you got to be like, that that high end, like 287 before you're considered obese. I don't want to be dining naked to next to like Feidelberg and Big Cat. But I also don't want to be calling them obese. I don't know. It's really a tough it's, it's a tough situation all around. I think ultimately if you want to dine naked in Japan, it should just be more like you have to be good looking. There's going to like, yeah, you show up to the door and it's like, eh, nah, you're out. The real issue, the real thing here, though, is if if you get if you show up at a restaurant, a naked restaurant, and you hop on a scale and they give you the boot, there's no recovering from that as a human. You can't you can't erase that sort of shame. You need to know ahead of time if you can get into that restaurant or not. You can't risk getting turned down. It's almost like proposing to a chick. If you propose to a chick and she says no, you were so drastically incorrect with where you thought you stood in that relationship, that you have to feel like a complete goddamn idiot. Same thing here. If you're like, oh, no, I'm hot enough to go to the naked restaurant, and you hop on the scale, and they're like, step off the scale. Get the fuck out of here. 
I mean, that is some depressing shit. So it's, you know, it's not like when you roll up to a roller coaster and you're like, oh, am I tall enough to get on this? No, I'm not. You're like a little disappointed. You get turned away from the naked restaurant in Japan for being too fat. You probably need about a decade of therapy to get out of that. Come back to uh, the Garden State, my current home state, New Jersey. We're in Newark. Uh, If you're an EMT and get an emergency call, you probably should drop what you're doing and go respond to it. And if you decide to stall, you definitely shouldn't share that journey on social media. That's what happened recently when EMS workers decided to wait at White Castle for their food to come out instead of responding to an emergency call. They were waiting in line for White Castle uh, after a call came in. Uh, a viewer on the per- he was on Periscope and inquired about the delay, prompting to the EMT to say he wasn't about to leave his dinner waiting while they responded to a call that was most likely a taxi ride, referring to people who fake emergencies to get free rides to the hospital. Well, I, I was not aware of these taxi ride things. That does sound rather inconvenient. You continually drop everything you're doing, and then you show up and it's just some bum looking for a ride to the hospital. I would not. I would probably get sick and sick and tired of those. More importantly, you got to look at the food in question here. If someone were to tell me they didn't respond to an emergency call for some McDonald's, I'd, I'd call them out on that. That's bullshit. Because a McDonald's trip, while very delicious and satisfying, and sure there are times where you'll have a major craving for it, for the most part, a McDonald's trip is not really a special event per se. It's a very popular place. You're going to eat it. Everybody loves the fries. You're going to eat your Big Mac. You're going to eat your fries. It's just going to be a a standard fast food experience. When you are standing in line at White Castle, ordinarily you're completely shit-faced. But even when you do it sober, it's when you've, you've had such an overwhelming urge, such a craving that your body literally cannot control itself. You need those sliders. You want those belly bombs. You need those chicken rings. You want that crave case, that crave case, or even the crave crate with 100 burgers. That sack of 10 is calling your name to the point that you can't be held responsible for anything. Not your job, not your family, not the rules of society. When your body goes into that White Castle mode, it's the, it's the only thing on your brain. You have to satisfy that craving before you can return to normal life. And afterwards, you're going to regret it. You're going to shit your brains out. You're going to have a food hangover. You're going to feel terrible. But in that moment, your life cannot continue, cannot proceed until you get those, those sliders, those steamed burgers. So sorry to the person who needed the EMTs, whether you're a taxi ride or whether you're in a real emergency. I'm sure if you've ever craved White Castle, you would understand. And a quick little one-hitter here as we finish up in North Carolina, where a man was charged with slapping a woman with chicken. A man is facing assault charges after he said he slapped a woman with chicken. 52-year-old James McCullen attacked the woman he lived with on Monday and repeatedly hit her with the bird. That's it. That's the end of the story. There's nothing else there. They just say uh, she tried to fight back with a plastic mug and ran away. Just slapping chicks with, with birds. Let me tell you this. 
whether it's a domestic dispute, whether it's just a one of those roommate fights I always talk about, the platonic roommates of like Florida, when you're just two dudes living together who always end up violent, whether it's your brother, you're in a fight with your older or younger brother, it doesn't matter who it is. If someone slaps you in the face with a chicken, you have to kill that person. You have there's 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 levels of disrespect that just need swift and immediate responses. And getting slapped with chicken is one of them. It's the most severe. If someone, if you were, if you were to like choke the life out of someone, you were to stab someone to death, shoot them with a gun, and the police showed up and they were like, "What happened here?" and you were like, "He slapped me with that chicken." I th- I don't think there's a jury alive that would convict. I think everybody understands there's just certain lines you don't cross, and chicken slapping is one of them. All right, that's it for uh, Daily Mail. Uh, Couchella. Everyone's asking me about Couchella. I'm not sure when Couchella will go out because come out because we had a real film crew do it, like a real production company. So they're doing like editing and shit, and they are telling me it's coming out like fantastic. They were like, I think you really have something special here. So we're trying to think of the best way to release it and when to release it and all that good stuff. Uh, so sit tight. Maybe tomorrow, probably tomorrow. I don't know. I don't want to make any promises. It all depends on when we get the final product and when is the best time to maximize that video. I will say this. It was unbelievable night incredible night both shows were sold out both shows were rowdy and fun audience participation people laughing we had old school moments we had new school moments sentimental moments big laughs we had it all it was a very good time uh thank you to uh big cat and Viterberg for making it happen my man super producer bc deserves all the credit in the world for producing it um if you were there, I appreciate you coming out. Thank you for buying tickets. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you weren't there, you're an idiot. You missed out. The video will be the proof in the pudding. And now, once everybody is, is here in New York, I hope to be doing these things pretty regularly. Uh, maybe do some mail times live as well. So it's a whole new, a whole new, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? A whole new chapter, I guess, where I'm going to start to take this shit live. Got to just keep up with the Joneses, right? Adapt or die. So if you, uh, if you missed it, be on the lookout for the next one because it was a dope time. That's it. Catch you next time. I don't